31 days of horror. <laughs> October 2019. All right. Welcome back. This is a little bit different. It's being in the month of October, the year 2019. I'm going to, uh, if you've followed my Twitter account at all, every day I give a movie of the day of what I put into horror. Now, I'm sorry if I disappoint anybody. I'm not much of a Friday the 13th or a Halloween, though I do prefer Halloween a little bit more. At least the first two movies, they, uh, they scared me a bit when I was a kid. But I, I can't say that I'm a big fan. Like, Friday the 13th, I think I liked uh, Jason Takes Manhattan and Jason X, the one in space. Um, not big fan of the reboots. So uh, if, if you're looking for those kind of story movies in my, my 31 days of Halloween, I apologize. But uh, if you follow my Twitter, I'm already on... Today is going to be day 15, but I'm going to recount them. And I... I, I might do blocks of seven and seven or five, five and five to catch up. And then I might release um, a podcast every day. So then it's more than just a name and a preview on my Twitter page. It's me talking about the actual movie and, and why I like it. But going down the list, the first one I started on October 1st was Splinter. If you haven't seen Splinter, Splinter is a small budget movie. And uh, I'll see if I can play a quick clip and see how it records on here. I think I'm gonna like camping. She looks not right. Well, what do you wanna do? Turn it off. Get in the car. Pull over. So as you can tell, it's it's um basically at the beginning of the movie. I'm not gonna try to spoil it if you haven't seen it. But two people are going on vacation. They get kind of they stop to help somebody. End up in a kidnapping, and they stop at a gas station. And most of the movie takes place in the gas station with basically an unknown assailant, which you'll call Splinter, I guess, where they 
is a mysterious. They don't. It's not a facial. It's something. It's like a inorganic, organic something that splinters out like you get a splinter on your fingernails. And it's a pretty intense movie. It doesn't have any big name or what I would call big name stars. Um, I think I saw it on Sci-Fi one Halloween season, and it just stuck with me. It. It's pretty intense, especially for a small budget. I like it myself because of because it is small. It doesn't get too big, and it doesn't try to be more than it needs to be. And that, that's why I personally like it. But that was my first on October first. If you haven't seen it, watch the preview or just get it. Um. My next on October 2nd was I Saw the Devil, which is a South Korean movie, and it's more of like a psychological horror. I'll see, I don't know how well this will translate, because you have to watch it. It's in subtitles, which I like subtitles, because then I have to pay more attention. It's not a scary creature movie, but... It's intense. I mean, some some might put it under a drama, but I've seen it listed under a horror, and I really like it. But if you want to see the preview, just look up I Saw the Devil. If you haven't, it's got um, Min Sik Choi, who um, was from Old Boy. If you've seen Old Boy, he's fantastic. And Byung Hoon Lee, who was from The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. 
both South Korean movies, and they're both fantastic if you haven't seen those. But basically, you've got two main characters. You've got the good guy and the bad guy. And the bad guy is like a serial killer. And the good guy is, I don't know if he's a special agent or a secret agent. He's not really a secret agent. I think he's a special agent. But at the beginning, his wife is killed in the first five seconds, you know. And then he figures out what happened and figure out figures out who did it. And instead of simply going after him, he comes up with this idea that he's going to torture the, the serial killer. And you just have to watch it without me spoiling a lot. Because it, it's over two hours, I believe. Yeah, two hours, 22 minutes. And it's intense. It's what could go wrong if you're trying to get your own justice, basically. And it it's one of those, to me, you have to see. I had found it on Netflix at the time, and I haven't found it again. I need to buy it, because it's a brilliant movie. But I encourage you to look for it. The next on my list, day three, was Event Horizon. Now, this was a more of a more of a big budget, I guess, sci-fi horror in space. I love sci-fi. I love intelligent horror. Um, this has got Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, Richard T. Jones, Jason Isaacs, Sean Pertwee. Um, it takes takes place in space like I said it's directed by Paul W.S. Anderson um, written by Philip Eisner I'll play a quick clip okay I'll try to but if uh, and a lot of people have probably seen this and it's that's why it's on my list it's it scared the crap out of me when I saw it kind of That's not really the preview, not what I was looking for. Um, but basically, yeah, it's a it's a sci-fi movie taking place in, uh, in space where they've developed a technology of the wormhole, the black, uh, the the making your own kind of like a warp drive that goes through a black hole, and what happens when you do that. Um, terrifying in a way when you think that uh, that's the way a space or that's the way it, it could become in in time and technology but the movie had it I saw it in the theater and it was crazy to me um which I, I would have pulled up a better trailer there for you. The next day is day four. I picked uh, Nightbreed, which was uh, 
based on a Clive Barker story, Cabal, and it was actually directed by Clive Barker. It's got David Cronenberg, Craig Sheffer, who I always thought was um, somebody else. I'm trying to see if there's any bigger names. Malcolm Smith. Um... Dude, dude, Mac McDonald. Sorry, I'm looking through the list as I'm... But this was basically... I remember Cronenberg. Because he kind of made the part. Because there's this... A, pl- a place where monsters can exist. Henriksen, he wasn't listed. Filth. And I did it over and over and over again. But it was all leading me here. I was born to destroy Boom and the breed together. You're crazy. No, I'm deaf. And I wish they would have really done a better trailer. I guess back back then at uh, 1990. It's not really a good trailer. I don't even remember why I liked it. It might have been for the pictures or something. I always thought Craig Sheffer, who plays the main star Aaron Boone, I always thought that was James... Bro- oh, was it James Rowland? Because they look a lot alike. So I went through a lot of time thinking that was him. So that's my bad. But it's a Clive Barker. Clive Barker was on a roll with his Hellraiser. Yeah, everyone expected him to outpace Stephen King, I think. But, uh, I don't, 
know if anything else really... There's, they're supposed to, like, Event Horizon and Nightbreed is supposed to both come out with series on different areas. Um, the next one on my list, number five, is The Mist. Stephen King story, obviously. Oh, this was better than the book, in my opinion. Now listen, everybody. We are experiencing some kind of disaster. No, it's the end of days. Oh, my God. Something in the mist! Shut the doors! Shut the doors! I don't know whether it's man-made or natural, but I do know that it's definitely not supernatural. What's that? I don't know. Like something was like pressing against the door. But the only way we're gonna help ourselves is to seek rescue. We're going out. Tie this around your waist. Or four. You'll let us know you got at least 300 feet. There's nothing out there. Nothing in the midst. I feel wrong. Now, um, that was also written by Frank Darabont. I mean, it's a Stephen King story. Frank Darabont had done Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile. And he had done terrific translations over. And I think these these three ended up him starting The Walking Dead on AMC. And I really wish they would have just let him have a lot more say-so than the big argument that's happened on The Walking Dead. But anyway, Thomas Jane playing the main character... Um, Toby Jones, Andre Brar, William Sadler, um, Marsha Gay Harden, Lori Holden. It's got a lot of Sam, <laughs> Sam Witwer, who I just noticed used to be on, uh, Supergirl. So he's still around. I mean, this is 2007, so it's 12 years old now, believe it or not. They did a sp- uh, Paramount slash Spike, whichever network, uh, one season that you can find on Netflix as well, which explores it differently than the movie. The movie to me 
really got, captured the the story. If you ever read the story, I think it was part of the Bachman books. It was one of the shorter ones. It's easier to read. But to me, this is and they and and Frank Darabont actually changed the ending. So if you've read the book and you see the movie, you'll see the ending is different. And I hate to say they the ending is what made it even better. Um, the next one on my list was The Thing, the 1982 version by John Carpenter. To me, that is John Carpenter's best ever. Simply because he had a decent budget. The unfortunate thing is it was the summer that a lot of other stuff came out in 82. So it kind of got pushed on a back burner. And it, it more or less became a um, cult classic, I guess you would say. But it's got Kurt Russell, as you know. David Keith. Or Keith David. I always get them backwards. There's Keith David and a David Keith. So I apologize. Of course, uh, Wilford Brimley. And a lot of other great stars. This, to me, is one of the most timeless. They did a... They redid... Well, they didn't redo. But they did a prequel. Which happened before the movie. And... Some people liked it and they didn't. I, I thought it went well. Myself. But that's me because... Sorry about this commercial. Trying to get a little... Alexa. A little video here. And commercials have to suddenly appear on YouTube. So apologize for that. But some of the special effects in this I think were the finest. I think it was Stan Winston... And they still hand up today.
Now, of course, this is a remake from like a 1950s black and white movie. But I think John Carpenter really outdid himself, if you ask me. Because to me, this is Keith David. Sorry, not David Keith. This was his finest movie that he'd ever done, in my opinion. Ever has, ever will. It is timeless. Um, they actually, if you had a PlayStation 2, they had a video game. Because at the end of the thing, if you watch it, you're left with two survivors, and they're asking the question if either one of them are actually still human. And if you get the video game, it is a it's a direct sequel to this, and it follows. And it's incredible. So if you have a PS2, go to your used game store, get it if you're a big thing. Because it continues right after you're playing as Kurt Russell's character, MacReady. MacReady, MacReady, I can't remember the name, I apologize. But it is fantastic. Um, the next one on my list, this will be the last for this podcast covering the first seven days of October, October 1st through 7th. Number seven was VHS. If you haven't seen VHS, this is one I I ran across looking for stuff to watch, and it was on Netflix. And it is a short story, basically short stories. It is a low budget. Um, These people are sent into this house just to find a VHS tape this that is, and this house is covered with that. And as they're looking through VHS tapes, these little short segments happen. I don't know who the brainchild was. To me, this is a great opportunity, especially being V. I used to love VHS tapes, and I'm just looking through the people. There's tapes 56. Okay, there they are titled different segments, but I don't think there's any big name stars. But I think that's what makes it. Is I, I like movies. You're not. It's not big budget, and the and the the directors and the actors try a little harder sometimes. And that's not, not always the case because there is a VHS two which I liked. And there's a VHS viral which I can't say that I'm a big fan of viral. VHS two was just as good I think myself. So try to play a little preview here. Hopefully it.
Now, to me, I like this movie so much because it's the way I would do a horror movie if I was going to ever make one because it's a lot of quick takes. It is done on what looks to be bad, you know, cheap film because they make it look like you record it with an old camera. So when they do special effects, when you have a smaller budget to me, if you have a perfectly clear high-def camera, you're going to see things that don't look real. It's going to be easy to pick apart. And that's why I like VHS is because it's done with the quick takes, um, the quick jerks of the camera, not the long looking at something gory. You're, you're left questioning what you see. And you can watch this movie countless times over and over again and try to figure out how they did little tricks. And that's what I like about VHS. So if you haven't seen VHS, see it. It's worth it. This is day seven. I'm going to come back at a later time and, and round up days eight through 14 as a collection. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully you like some of these movies. And like I said, I apologize if you're looking for the Halloween or the Friday the 13th movies. They're not my thing. So if they're yours, that's cool. Hey, more power to you, more power to anybody. I, just... As people who like horror movies, especially October, share these things. Share every different movie that you like and, and the reason why you like them. And that's that's what's good. So you have a happy Halloween and I'll see you on a later segment. Thank you for your time.